I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. And on today's episode, we have a ton of Facebook questions. We're going to do a little Q&A. We're going to start with what's on your mind here in a second, and then we will get into play of the week, as well as a little chatter on the NBA playoffs. So we'll start with what's on your mind. I'll go first this time. I don't normally go first. But there's been a couple times in the last couple months I've had to eat my words. This is going to be one of those times. Jay clipped it on IG. I told Tyler it would be real tough uh, if the Rangers didn't come back and win the series. He's like, it's going to, you know, Rangers, it's going to be tough for them to come back, but not too tough. It wasn't too tough. Uh, Rangers came back, won game seven in the garden against Crosby and the Penguins. Uh, I texted the boys that uh, when Panarin scored, definitely miss him in Columbus. Uh, Line A is sweet, but Panarin is just a whole different animal. Kid is a stud. Um, So shout out to Ty and his Rangers and props to me for uh, not seeing that through. I just should have known that like it was going to happen and I didn't and that's on me. Game five was at home. Game six was on the road. Game seven was at home. Like it felt good about where we uh, where we stood. A lot of people are saying that Tyler and I called that goal as seen in our group chat. Yep. Literally, Lewis testing. Man needs to get a grip. All Ranger fan were like, my man needs to wake up. Just shoot the puck. I got to say, the other clip, you know, the midseason, maybe like first quarter of the season, named Kreider PC. He goes on then to have the second most goals ever as a Ranger in the regular season behind Yamir Yager. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, he's had a historic Ranger season. I mean, the throwing out of the iPad was just... All you guys time. saw the clip. All time good. Yeah. Hockey guy through and through. Fuck your iPad. Keep it moving. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hyped. If nothing else, it means some more hockey. Carolina's going to be tough. They on, whether it's StubHub or something like that, they literally, you can't buy tickets to the game unless your credit card billing address is North Carolina or South Carolina. Yeah, they've been doing that. I think that's cool. I'm a fan of that, to be honest, but I get it. I get it too. It's like one of those things you, it's like a, it's like Marcus Smart. Like you hate the guy, but you kind of, if it's, if it's on your team, you're happy about it. The Carolina Hurricanes ticketing practices is very similar to Marcus Smart. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, you hate the guy on the other one that happens to you, but you know, you kind of like it. That's very true. It's the least correct analogy of all time, but also the most correct analogy of all time. That's what we were going for. Um, and then, yeah, RIP the Suns, RIP Devin Booker. We'll get into the NBA playoffs in a minute because I think it's going to be a good conversation. But um, What's on your mind, Lou? I'm um, excited for VCon this weekend. I think it'll be a good time. But we haven't really discussed it on here that much. There's going to be like a cool uh, flea market with like card tables and all that stuff. So I think it'll be a good time seeing some people there, some pals. Might go to some shops, maybe the real break shop. We'll see. Where's it at? Minneapolis. Isn't that where that U.S. that that uh, esports team is? Yeah, the Rocker. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, they're yeah. Do, they're doing the conference at the football stadium, so it's going to be you know six seven thousand people in the U.S. Bank Stadium. 
I think it's U.S. Bank. Is that where the Vikings play? Yeah. Yep. All your favorite card dopes will be at VCon, except for Ryan. Electric. Yeah, doping it up. Um, yeah, R.I.P. Suns. Although I gotta say, McDavid. We'll, we'll stay on the hockey thing for a little bit. Willed his way. 2-0 game seven victory at home. If you watch the assist creation and then the goal creation, it's about as put the thing on my back as it gets. Yeah. That goal to go up 2-0 was spectacular. Yeah. Spectacular. He's uh he's a special cat. Hockey's been fun. Um I saw someone sent through like the last quarter, like card ladder of the last quarter. The overall market's down 11%. The only thing that's up is hockey and baseball, I think, maybe. Was Probably it? vintage baseball or something. Yeah, vintage baseball. Um, I'm in here in this coffee shop. There's dogs walking around. That's what's on my mind. We're fully locked in. We're in the West Village. If you're listening to this, my homie from Kaboom Cards came through. Will, good people. He was talking a lot of pink, uh, NFT Kaboom stuff. Uh, but if you're in the West Village, West 11th and Hudson, cafe, dog-friendly. It's good espresso. Don't be depressed. I'll drink espresso. That's kind of funny. Can I do one more quick one before we yes, move over? I got a quick one too. I need a soccer team. I'm uh, I'm deciding to commit. I'm, I need a soccer team below the Premier League. Okay. Um, Sheffield lost. That hurt me. I was really leaning that way. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to make a decision. I'm going to get in the mix. I want to have like a random little soccer team that I like. I like it. It's, it's the perfect window right now. You got a couple weeks. Settle in. Pick up a couple different vibes. Get some input from this show. You're looking for a championship team that could that it will be up in the Premier League in the next couple of years that you can get behind. Yeah, I'm hearing Reading is maybe an option. I gotta get I like it. I was disappointed that the Maple Leafs did not win. I know they're a Canadian team, right? Like love to see a US team win. Uh, but Matthews has one of the best seasons ever for an American. Absolutely dominant. That team is loaded. I was watching game seven. There's like five minutes left. They're on the power play. You know, they got Tavares, Islander, Mitch Marner, Matthews. They have, I mean, this team is loaded and just see in the first round. And I'm like, five straight years, they've lost a a series deciding game to get eliminated in the first round. Again, I I wanted to see Matthews versus McDavid in the cup. Not going to get that. Um, would love to see McDavid get there. I just, it, it, it'll just be a perfect transition right into the basketball stuff because from a card perspective, Luca versus Tatum for a title has major implications on, on sports cards. Like it, it does, it matters. And I, I was talking to somebody the other day when the Bucks just got blown out of the gym. I said, it's a good thing. Giannis won. It's a good thing for his cards that Giannis won. If he if he's what eight years in, nine years in, and has no titles, that's cool. But his stuff is pretty expensive. I mean, it's probably down from peak. But Giannis has back to back back to back MVPs, Finals, Finals MVP. That's a lot different of a career than back to back MVPs. And I, I think Luca, like again, I was. I saw it last year, right, Luca. They were, they were good. I'm like, man, they were really good. They didn't make it. Now they're in the Western Conference Finals. And, like, I, I tweeted about it the other day. I get it. Jalen Brunson's playing well. And Spencer Dinwiddie's cool. And Dorian Finney-Smith. Those dudes are not any—like, those guys would not start on playoff teams. Luca is— 
I've been very hesitant about Luca. I'm like, man, his stuff's high. Like, he's good, but like, is he that good? That dude is an animal. And him being in the finals and playing for a title, like, it'll matter. It definitely will have card implications if they can get past the Warriors. Just the fact that he's here now, though, definitely matters. He's a killer. Yeah. And he talks more shit than anybody. And that's part of what makes him so great. He does not stop talking. The, the laugh after he oh. yeah, it gets ridiculous buckets. And it's then the he just best. does the, the, the little shimmy back down the court, just the laughing. Stare, he loves a stare down. No one loves a stare down like Luka Doncic. Some of these tweets, I, there's a there's a there's a tweet from March 31st, and it's the NBA from the NBA account, and it's like winners work, and it says the Suns put an extra work following the four point road win, and somebody responded. Luca ate a McDouble and a bag of Skittles before Game Seven and smoked y'all, and it just couldn't be more true. It's the we talked about it before. It's like the, it looks like old man game when he's playing, and then you look up and he has twenty five points at halftime, and it's like, what is happening? Here? It says Luca was on a McChicken's vodka and hookah diet all summer, and still led the this Mavericks team to the to the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> They're going to the finals, I think. He literally is maybe one of the only people that really made Lil Wayne look like a clown, like in my entire life. I mean, Lil Wayne called him a hoe and then just <laughs> showed up to game seven and just, Luke, I mean, my man, the Suns had 27 points in the half. Luca had 27 points. Kevin Nagandi, who's like one of my all-time favorite sports people, I have a good relationship with him. Have You know, he's been big in the card hobby. He tweeted like, it's just going to be Luca Lore for such a long time after Booker, you know, hits him with the, uh, you know, that's the Luca special. And then he drops literally at half. Luca has 27 and the Suns have 27. It's, it's a tough scene. It seemed like people really didn't like that Suns team. There was a video of LeBron from earlier in the year being like, you guys got to be humble, like all this. And then there was another video that came out yesterday of some, I think it was Pat Bev. It was saying like, they were talking a ton of shit to us about yeah, like. Pat Bev got buried rightfully so. Like a couple other people came down. Pat Bev got up at 4 a.m., brother, wore his nicest shirt and was like, hey, I'm just going to absolutely get on national TV and just bury a guy that, you know. Yeah, I respected Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes was like, listen yep. up. Like. I'm a role player. You're a role player, bro. Yeah. You can't talk about legends like that. I have two things that are on my mind from this weekend about these games, and I want to ask your guys' opinion on them. First one, I don't remember the second one. The first one is, if the Warriors were to win the title, what kind of impact would that have on Kevin Durant's legacy? Zero. I think people are searching for things. Winning before him, winning after him, doesn't mean any. Doesn't mean anything? I don't think it, it speaks more to them than it does to him. He, he had some interesting tweets yesterday. He's a very smart person, Kevin Durant. Well, this is tweets yesterday about how to be a great player. Yeah, it was just like, I'm not doing top tens anymore. Like, everybody works really hard. There's a lot of things that differentiate between winners and losers. And just yeah. because you prepare like a winner doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have the success of a winner. And then you get judged on that. And that's not fair. Was basically like the gist of what he was saying was my takeaway. You're you're heated because he didn't go to the to the next. No, I'm I'm. He is. Yeah, I just think at the end of the day, I loved him a lot. Now I think he's a very 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 talented basketball player that didn't make it all about winning. Right now, who's the face of the NBA? I'd argue it's Steph Curry, but then I think you got well depends. Luca, that was a big series win. But I, I still think it's Steph Curry. My argument is that, you know, when, with Kobe and all the stuff and the logo and I mean, Jerry West is taking an absolute bloodbath in this uh, magic winning time. Uh, He's proving the show right. It's so dumb. 
didn't he demand an apology? He's suing them like crazy. Um, but uh, there's no one that's changed the game of basketball in the last 20 years more than Steph Curry. And no matter what, if you play pickup, if you watch the NBA, the entire game's changed based around the three-point shot. And Steph Curry revolutionized that. And if they go and win again, it's just a wrap. And Giannis is also just the most dominant. If he had half of a player with him, oh my goodness, sorry, what's on your mind? At this point, who's who's winning? Who's going to win it all? Celtics. I really, really would be devastated if that occurs. I want just the Warriors to win. I really hope it's Boston. Yeah. I, if you're asking me to bet with my with my head, my money, I'm put I, I'm putting it on the I'm putting it on the Warriors. That team's good. They're really good. They're a really good group. Yeah, Jordan Poole just adds. I mean, Clay's having an off night. Curry's having an off night. You, you got this, dude. I mean, the third splash brother. I mean, they just they draft so well. Like, man, they're like that's the thing about the Warriors. Curry, Clay, Draymond, Poole. They're all. They're not like trades. These are all drafted guys, man. They're they're good. I think they're going to be hard to beat. If we get Jason Tatum, the killer, man, you know, game six, Jason Tatum, I'm just I'm, the Celtics, man. They're going to be a tough out. It's going to be a good, like the NBA playoffs. We've said it a million times in the last couple of weeks. It's not even comparable to the regular season. The NBA playoffs are electric. Yeah, they are. They're really good. Yeah, they're great. So is the NHL playoffs. It's been a good playoff season. Yeah. But honestly, it's been that way this year. The NFL playoffs, we got the best playoff game ever with the Bills Chiefs. That was the best game we've ever seen. You know what's interesting about that? Because I think everybody knows now across the board that no one in any sport really cares about the regular season. Because even the baseball playoffs were really good last time, too. Because now I wonder if players are really, which I guess I don't hate. Like, they're really full sending into the playoffs and, like, really, really, really trying in the playoffs. But they got to find a way to capture some of that for the regular season. That's why the NFL problems. is so is so awesome. Every game matters. You play once a week. You only play seventeen games. It it matters. That's why the NFL just I think continues to rule. All right, let's uh, let's get into some of the Facebook questions. Jason said we have quite a bit, so shout out to everybody who submitted questions in the Car Talk Facebook group. All right, so this is from Michael Davis to start us off. As I recently started a YouTube channel about the hobby, went to film at a local card show and was very hesitant to film because some dealers didn't want to be on camera or in a video. What's the proper protocol on shooting content at card shows? This show, Gary V. Ryan, has inspired me to chase my dreams as a content creator in the hobby. Love this podcast. Respect. I feel like you focus on the cards, right? Don't look up at the person unless they give you permission. You just ask. Yeah, so... I mean, yeah, it, it, it's tough, right? There's... Like, I don't ask every single person about it. I think a lot of what we try to focus on is is more me than the other person. Um, just to kind of keep, in case someone's like, hey, I don't want to be on camera, if somebody sees it. I'm also not, I don't try to be super discreet with the camera. I think that's one of the things is like, I'm not trying to hide that you're being recorded. I'm I'm pretty like, like Brian's got the camera right by me. Like, it's, it's pretty obvious that we're recording something. Um, but... Especially if we make a deal, most of the, like, I think a lot of times what you could do is you could just ask is like, Hey, we're filming. Like, do you care if I put this on video? If they say no, they say no. Um, but yeah, I mean like with the way the hobby is now, there's a lot of cameras at a lot of these shows, like especially the bigger ones. Um, so. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think that the number one most important thing is to be up very upfront, right? First and foremost, the content has to start with, with you. 
if your strategy is to go in and film everyone else, well, that's a different game. Uh, for when we first started doing Daily V, just for context, so that's Daily V, which was Gary when he first got into like vlogging and doing heavy content. We, I emailed every single person that he met with and came into contact with to ask for permission to film. So some people are just not comfortable and it's not their job to be comfortable. You have to, you know, uh, uh, default into people are going to be uncomfortable and ask, Hey, you mind if we shoot some stuff here? And if it's a no, that's fine. Do your thing anyway. You don't make the whole thing about filming, make it about capturing what you're up to and be forthright about asking. Like don't try and sneak, always go up and say, Hey, I got a camera here. We're just doing some content stuff. Do you mind if we film? If not, it's all good. You know, that is a far better, or Hey, if we come back and we shoot a little bit, you know, like you got to very much ease into it and put yourself in the other person's shoes. Default into no one wants to be on camera. It'll set you up better rather than like, because you see this show, you see again, Gary, eight years, I, you know, we were emailing every person, hey, do you mind? And these were like 30 meetings a day. And each person would say, can we see the footage? Can we do this? Can we do that? So like really got into understanding of the intricacies around people's comfortability, when it makes sense to ask, when it doesn't make sense to ask, what are the vibes, what's the content you're trying to get out. Also, I don't think it's worthwhile to record for 10 hours without a plan of what's coming out, right? Like Ryan, your process now is so down pat. You have another, you know, videographer, like, you guys know what's looking to come out of a recording. So I think a lot of people record for hours and hours and hours and then get the footage and it, like three weeks later, still nothing's come out. And then you're just wasting time. You're not doing the best at the show. Like go in with a plan to capture what you want to capture. That way you can execute on a little bit better and start to build that comfortability and understand what maybe on the editing side is coming out of it before you go in. I think it's very overwhelming to walk somewhere with a camera with no strategy of what's coming out, just film and then go home and be like, all right, now I got a lot of work to do. And people were, were uncomfortable and didn't want to be about that. You know, that's what I would say. All right. Cody Maiden asks, what sets do you feel are under the radar that are maybe gaining popularity, but still have room to grow? Um, we were talking in the, uh, wasn't the play of the week group talking on the horizons the other day oh yeah they were talking about those yeah i like those i mean downtown like you know there's obviously pmg is so much at its its moment i'm like what's the next insert that may take off hockey is no longer under the radar <laughs> yeah i don't know i feel like this is a tough question because nothing's really a secret. Like everyone knows what everything is. You know what I mean? So it's a tough question. And it's also, and I'm not saying Cody's doing this. It kind of becomes about like, you know, which set do you think has the most upside? And I don't really think I want to play that game, you know? Yeah. I think what I agree with Lou is there's just not a million. It's, it's not like a, a secret anymore. Like that this would set or this set is that it, the market will decide. So yeah. Kind of be my, my take on that. If it looks cool, it's a cool, it's a good set. That's the answer to the question. Yeah, collect what you like. Kwame Lynch says, "Do you think I should buy a Michael Schumacher rookie PSA ten instead of a twenty instead of twenty twenty edition rookies? His card is a lower pop, cheaper, and has the same amount of championships as Hamilton does." What does that mean? Oh, his dad. Yeah, no. I, basically, the question is twenty twenty versus twenty twenty one. 
Schumacher. I think it's 2020 is the one that I like more. I might have said 2021 last time, but I think now that I'm thinking about it a little bit, I think I like 2020 more. He's saying, would you rather buy a 2020 rookie card, like the first Topps Chrome rookie of some of these guys, like his PSA 10s or a uh, Michael Schumacher PSA 10, like the OG one from the 90s? I'm seeing Michael. I'm thinking Mick. That's the that's what's going on here. I, st- I think 2020 is the answer still. I would still rather have 2020. Yeah, I think it depends on like your inch, like as somebody that's getting into the sport now, I think I'll end up getting a Schumacher in time. A Mick. No, Michael. Mick is the, the I'm one trying now. To just, I'm trying to answer. I, you just said, I'm going to get one. I didn't know what you meant, which, which guy. You yeah, meant. I'm talking about a Michael Schumacher. Yeah. Right? Because he's an all-time guy, but I'm not. As somebody that's just recently got into the sport and hasn't like been into it forever, I didn't get to see Michael Schumacher race, so he doesn't intrigue me as much as like lewis does or max like because i that's where i got into it so as i get more into the sport and learn more about the history i might have more interest in that but again i if you're a a huge f1 guy and you love the sport and you grew up on it and you've been around it for 20 years i think it might be a different conversation but michael schumacher wasn't what got me into f1 it was the netflix documentary and lou talking about it and lewis hamilton and max verstappen so to me it's as a collector and it's something i enjoy really collecting I would rather have the newer guys at the moment just because I don't necessarily know. I've seen, you know, the documentary on him. Like I've, I've watched some stuff, but just doesn't quite do it for me as much. It's 1992 grid formula rookie. They do anywhere from like 800 to about 975. So, all right. Eric says, was looking for a non-sport card on eBay graded by PSA. Cert number doesn't show up on PSA pop reports. How can you tell if PSA forgot to add it to the pop report or if it got removed after the fact for being fake or another reason? I don't think they forgot, right? I have a hard time believing PSA's forgetting. I don't, I, I, I don't even think they're... It's possible. Yeah, me either. I would ask PSA. That's what I would do. Yeah, because if it gets taken off, it's there's a little there's usually a little message on top, so I don't think it was taken off either. I think it's just... Could it be user error? Yeah, that sounds. I don't mean like any disrespect to, to Eric. I just like, did you type it in right? That like, were we right. in the right spot? Like, that's what I would do is I would triple check. But if you can't really can't find it, I would I would ask PSA. Yep. Eric, if you want to hit us with a specific card, maybe we can do a little bit more homework and diligence. Um, but it seems like a red flag, maybe. If you're punching in the actual cert number and it's not popping up on PSA, I'm not sure what card we're talking about here. Um, obviously, there are rampant amount of fakes out there. I do believe that. So you just got to be thoughtful. All right. Maxi asks, with certain sports cards and their markets vastly growing in popularity in America, such as soccer, is it worth keeping your ear to the ground for other emerging sports which have sports cards? For example... With the 2031 Rugby World Cup coming to America, is now the best time to looking into rugby cards and starting to buy up all the greats. P.S. Lujanu, you've got to choose Reading, pronounced Reading, FC as your championship team to support. Yeah, see, Reading, I think, has legs, is what I'm coming to understand here. You gotta, you gotta dig in a little bit to the history. Yeah, seriously. Um, rugby World Cup feels like way too far away. <laughs> Nine years. 2031's a long time, guys. Like, let's really. Yeah, simmer down. I think we're chasing a little bit on this one, but yeah. I, will I think I even think we're chasing with 2026 or whatever the hell it is. Like, Easy. It's, I mean, it's, the World I Cup's mean, coming to this country. Um, seeing four presidencies. Fair. 
<laughs> uh, U.S. might not even make it to 2031 at this point. Now, what I would say ahead of 2031, I believe the world like running championships are happening in Oregon for the first time ever in the states this summer. You getting you're getting fired up for the the running championship? I think there's going to be some action. Just be prepared for all summer. Stop it. We're gonna get in trouble. Stop it. <laughs> Just be prepared for NBC to be having outdoor running all summer. They went heavy. Um, I hang on. One, pause me for one second. I will make a statement right now. I will not be watching the World Running Championships for sure. How about the How for, about the Tour de France? Watch. I am locked in for the Tour de France. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no. You know, zero percent. Golf. 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 Tiger. Tiger. That's that's Tiger. which that's what you need yeah. to know. Tiger. Yeah. Tiger Woods. <laughs> Correct. Keep it moving. Exactly. Stick and move. All right. Jace, Jason at, Jason Morehouse says, does a photo and or video exist of Ryan's hair not being done? The world needs the footage. That's a good question. Yes, there are for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure. I know they're out there. How often do we get a cut? Once a week. You get a cut once a week. I respect that. Yeah. I, w- I, w- I should have hit you with it. Not that much. Uh, Is it same time every week? No, it changes. My mom cuts my hair. Oh, fire. Yeah. Yeah. So like my parents live I didn't know that. far away. So it, yeah, it just gives, yeah, you know, you should, gives me they, a reason to get out there and see moms. Once how far away? 45 minutes. Nice. Nice. So, so depending on whatever yeah. the stitch is, you get out there, she cuts your hair. Mm, yeah. Once a nice. week. So wholesome. Yeah. That's a good job by you. In and out. So. Is it in Ohio or across state lines? It's in Ohio. We're in Columbus. We're two at two two twenty from the state border. You know your geography, Ty. Idiot. That's on me. Antoine Lindsay says, "Fellas, so I see an SSP for super short print and SP for short print on eBay listings. So what number quantity printed on a card qualifies under each at a two ninety nine versus five ninety nine? Help. Love the show, and I'm not from Ohio. So SSP is not typically used on cards that are." At serial numbered they're used on kabooms on the horizons downtowns things that are case hits rare tough to find at a 299 you could put short sp in the title because it is technically short printed to something uh, but i'm not throwing an ssp on anything that's serial numbered it's mostly on things that are like red ink autos that are supposed to be limited print runs on certain products or downtowns or kaboom case hits or things panini you know White sparkles, things like that. It's not used for cards numbered to two. White sparkles are underrated, real quick, in my opinion. White White sparkles are fresh as hell. And then next, I would say, um, it's there's no official denotion of like not of SP and SSP. Like that's just hobby terminology marketing, right? Like the marketing manufacturers have never used that. Uh, like this card's at. I don't think they didn't know it's short print, right? I think. No, it's definitely, it's, if you look like, again, I haven't opened a Beckett in years. If you look up some of those cards, like look at. Beckett look at, might, uh, but I don't think Tops and Panini do. I'm talking about like, I don't know. I, I disagree on that. Like, like I Carson Wentz contenders is one of them that I know that it's like short printed to like 288. I think it's from 2016. If you look at the Carson Wentz label, I almost positive it says Carson SP. Wentz SP. Yeah. 
You might be right about that. It's not used very often. But it's I know more that. been adopted as a as a, a form of marketing and advertisement around trying to sell a card. A keyword. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Yep. Yeah, that this actually kind of feeds into what I was going to say. I feel like this is more of a... Uh, it's not listed on there. It's like one of these weird hobby knowledge gaps where you have to do the research to know the difference between an SP, SSP, how to denote what's really an SP versus what someone says is an SP, you know? Yeah, I don't see it on either of the... Let me see if it's on this one. Yeah, it's not listed on any of the BGS or PSA slabs for wins, so it's off there. I think I've seen it a few times, but typically, yeah, it's it's not it's not a common word used by card companies it's more yeah, like tops like tops doesn't have it for the f1 set that was the first one that came to my mind so i looked they don't denote it doesn't say sp but, but tops definitely has it it doesn't say it but there's the numerical thing on the back and the bottom with like series one heritage like they definitely have sps in those it's literally listed in the checklist on like tops heritage has like color swaps image variations french text like i think i mean upper deck has french text a like uh acetate rookies so it's it's out there i'm a big french text guy uh 2018 panini world road to world cup had like the um not hieroglyphic i yes. actually think it was like like the egyptian is it like Egy- I thought yeah it was egyptian. it's egyptian i think it's egyptian yeah, is it egyptian yeah yeah those are sneaky because they're yeah, not notated in there. You, they're not notated anywhere Mm-hmm. So you, you like you'd be scrolling through a dime box and you could completely catch one of those like totally and they're like they just look a little bit different yeah, very to the yeah eye. yeah 2018 that's Mbappe's yep. rookie year I think they're yep. short printed to like eight it's kind of like the Prism retail for football like the red and the blues like one of them's S- S- SP to like five one of them's SP to seven or eight or something um, all right Anthony says I think they're like hieroglyph. Yeah, that sounds right. I thought it was Egyptian. Uh, Anthony says, with PSA economy now open to the public, do you think cracking SGC BGS slabs becomes more doable at scale? If so, who are each of you buying and cracking to send to PSA? Slow it down. Slow it down, everybody. Slow it down. If so, who are each of you buying and cracking in time for football? I'm not intentionally buying something to crack. Yeah, not anymore. That is not a current strategy. Too much risk. I'll say Zach Wilson just to keep it fun and interesting and spicy, but yes. Yeah, yeah, I think it would be more like a. Does he even happen? Hey, who are you? Bu-? Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for football at this point, you're like, I think the question could be like, who is going to be hot before football season? I can get behind that. It's it's QBs, right? It's pick. I mean, come July. Allen Robinson. Come July 27th, I don't think Allen Robinson's going to be the guy people are looking for at the national. I think it's going to be name one of. Th- 30 quarterbacks, excluding Baker Mayfield and Ryan Tannehill. Other than that, most people will be looked for at the National. No Ryan Tannehill thoughts there, Ty? No, no. No Ryan Tannehill thoughts. He's going to get beat out by Malik Willis. I'm coming I'm coming with an entire new slate of individuals. Zip, what's up? Respect. I, I get it. You want to hear my new so favorite players? difficult. Brown's out. Tannehill's out. You know, like there's a lot of new things but you know who's not out of the playoffs chris Kreider and the rangers yeah. all right next question jay all right alex is it Pashan says what should be done about fake slabs reprints and card art creators that are recreating flawless nt pro uh flawless nt prism silver cards to the t i think this is just 
another reason why slabbing is so important, authentication, grading, etc. There's nothing that will ever be able to be done about fake cards. People need to be educated. You need to educate yourself. Ask a friend. And I would focus on, this is why I tend to focus on slab stuff to begin with, to avoid this type of things, because I've definitely noticed the fakes are getting a lot better by the day. Tyler mentioned it earlier. Yeah, especially slabs too. There are fake slabs out there. It's where there's money, there's definitely going to be fakes, right? They've been faking Mickey Mantle 52 tops and 86 Fleer Jordans since before I started in cards, and they're going to continue to fake it, you know, for 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 a long time. Um so, so yeah, I don't, I don't anticipate that changing a whole lot. Again, where there's a lot of money involved, that those kind of opportunities are definitely out there. So, again, like, like Lou said and Tyler's mentioned, it's uh, that's why slabbing is where it's at. Is um, you know, eliminates a lot of that stuff. I think fake slabs is now the thing, even more so than maybe fake cards. Yep. We're, we're aligned. Let's uh, let's get into Play of the Week. Jay says we got four this week. So, uh, again, if you want to be in Play of the Week, make sure you guys reach out to uh, Card Talk Pod on IG. Send Card Talk Pod on Twitter a DM. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll get it rolling. We got cmc.cards on IG. It says Play of the Week submission. Grab this at a value box at a show for five bucks. Post it on eBay for $99 and it sold instantly. I guess I posted it for too cheap. After fees and shipping, I netted around 80 bucks profit in one day. Thanks, guys. Love the show. So this is an Anderson Silva 2011 Finest Gold Refractor number to 88. Wow, it seems like a hell of a buy in a $5 box. Yeah, $5 box. I mean, gold is the color, right, of the hobby, right? That seems to be the color that everybody wants is gold. So that's your first thing. That's old school top's finest UFC. Anderson Silva's a legend in the game. Like, seems like it's a... Definitely a good buy at $5. But the one thing I would say is it's not always fair to assume. Again, this might not be that situation, but it's not always fair to assume that just because it sold quickly doesn't mean it would have sold for more money. It doesn't mean it's a $500 card just because someone bought it at 100 Somebody might have been willing to pay 100 for it and that was their max. And they're just like, hey, I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to negotiate. I'm just going to pay 100 But I would always say, don't beat yourself up about, hey, I could have gotten more for it. You, you made $80 quickly for a little bit at work very quickly in one day and you moved on and now you can buy, you know, 18, 16, $5 cards and, and flip them again. So yeah, don't, don't beat yourself up there. Yeah. The 16 times five is interesting that you just said there. you're like, you have $80 not to go mess around with $5 cards and do it again. Yeah. I think that's a big thing, right? Is just putting the money back in, letting it work again and, you know, flip five into 10 a lot of times, then you get an eight an $80 profit here and there. It just, you build and you do that once a week, twice a month, those kind of things add up over time. Right. I put on my story the other day is, you know, there's 70 days till the national, right. Let's say you want to stop a week out. That's 63 days. If you spend 30 minutes every day selling value cards and you raise $50 a day in that 30 minutes, $50, right. You're over 60 days, you're going to go to the national with $3,000 because you spent 30 minutes and made $50 every day just by a little bit of effort, right? Find 30 minutes, 15 minutes to scan, 15 minutes to list, right? And then, you know, ship every other day. It just, there's so much potential, but just doing a little bit of work. Yep. That's why I, that's why I did the value boxing series on YouTube, right? You don't need $10,000 in 15 hours. You need an hour and a hundred bucks, 50 bucks. Like you can do a lot with that. 
with a little bit of time, a lot of times, right? Progress a little bit better every day has major results over the course of a year. Major results. 30 minutes a day. It's not a lot of time. So, next one. All right, the next one is... Boom. Uh, a fin a finizo. It's from Alex. It's a long one. Got to get my camera. Got to zoom in on this one. <laughs> All right. I, I was I wasn't full screen. It says, uh, "Hey guys, here's my sim- my first submission for play of the week. I've contemplated submitting, but I figured I'd give it a shot. About a month ago, I was at a local weekend flea market just outside of Louisville, Kentucky. I walked in the door and immediately saw a stack of top loaders on a showcase that normally would have had sports cards." There was a guy looking through them, so I figured I would wait until he was done, so I could look through them. As I was waiting, I noticed a box full of Marvel Series 4 trading packs that were marked a dollar each or 25 for 20 I checked eBay comps and saw that some have recently sold around 8 bucks. I asked the guy what he wanted for the whole box, and he said he had more. He had two whole cases. I figured out a quick glance. There was about 500 packs in a case. We came to deal for $200 for a case. Went home, did a little bit more research, and found out they were GameStop promotional packs from last year. I listed some on Buy It Now on eBay and listed some at auction. There was a total of 977 packs in the case, and only 5 packs were damaged. I sold every pack in 4 days on eBay, and I made a deal with someone for 800 packs via PayPal. All in all, I made roughly $1,550 profit on something I had no knowledge about. Sorry for the post being so long. Love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Alex. So these are Marvel Legends, looks like they say Wave 4, Upper Deck GameStop exclusive trading packs. So there's a couple different eBay listings he showed here. Uh, One of them is $150 for 30 packs. Another one is 30 packs for $124.50. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. What a find this is. The guy happens to have 977 packs of this stuff, and he sells them all to one guy. I wanted to get him, out, get him out of here, and then it's looking like he's selling them. You know, 30 at 150, five bucks. 30 at 124. 30 at 195. Two for 20, and then he did 800 for. Another offloading them, keep them moving. I also love that it's in Louisville, you know, not far from Ohio. Gotta love that. I mean, that's that's great. Wow. Yeah, good play. This is an amazing play. All right, next one, Jay. All right, this is from CXLB Cards from Colby. Since I started up buying up, it said I started buying up Tyrese Maxi cards in January and came across this lot on Facebook for only seventy-five bucks. At the time, it was a solid deal, but nothing like it is today. I ended up talking the guy down to 70 bucks shipped. Then I decided to start selling a few of the cards on eBay in late February and sent out the Blue Wave Prism and a Revolution out of 149 to PSA. Here's what I got for the cards on eBay. A Red Wave Prism sold for 41.50 shipped. A Courtside Rookie sold for 35 shipped. And an Optic Hollow sold for 40 shipped. Then in April, the two cards I sent came back from PSA. The Blue Wave Prism got a 10 and the Revolution got it a 9. I ended up selling the Blue Wave Prism for $4.25 on eBay and razzed the Revolution for $100 on Instagram. Cost $70 for the cards plus $90 for grading, which equals $160. Sold for $636.50. Great work, Colby. That's pretty good. Tyrus Maxey's a star. Stud. Yeah. He's, he's even got him as his profile picture. Yeah. 
I would too if I made $636 off a little $70 lot. (laughs) I respect it. I mean, that's almost 10x. That's great work. I'm so happy. So going away, I leave tomorrow for a week. And then I have one wedding for a weekend to start June. And then I have no travel. And I'm excited to just not travel and start making some plays because now's the time. There's a lot happening. This is, I love this. I love the making your money back quickly on the three cards you saw raw. And then you grade your two favorites. You're the two when you think look the best. 425 for the blue wave is awesome too. Like that's great work. This is cards, people. This is how it works. So this is from Perry Collectibles. It says, Play of the Week submission. I was bidding on auctions from one of my favorite sellers to save on shipping and noticed this card pop up about two minutes left in the auction. I thought an Aaron Rodgers rookie out of five was too cheap, so I threw up a bid last second, 50 bucks above where it was at, and got it for 885 Put it up on Buy It Now, our best offer for $2,500, and got an offer of $1,800 two weeks later, which I accepted. After fees and taxes, cleared about 600 not bad for just two weeks. Real good. Little insight. Aaron Rodgers, number to five autos. Do pretty well, guys. Just a heads up. It's got Smith and Benson on it, too. So Cedric Benson, Alex Smith. I would love to know who the fourth Cedric person Benson, on that auto that's a is. Throwback. Yeah, Cedric Benson. I would love to know who that is, love too. I'm going to look that up. Bengals, Bengals running back? Yeah, I got drafted by the Bears in 05, right? Yeah. I, Was he, like, same time as Cadillac? Cadillac Williams was oh oh five yeah they were yeah they were the same class right I feel like they yeah. were kind of like neck and neck there for a while Ronnie Brown yeah Ronnie, Ronnie Brown. Brown Ronnie yeah, Brown is good pull Miami Williams. Dolphins yep yep those are the days man Cedric Benson wow Ronnie, the other you want to know the other person was I found it L- let me okay. guess hold on you get three guesses if I had to okay. guess my first guess would be Cadillac no it's a running is it back. a running back no. Interesting. Why is it Mike Williams? That time? That's two. Is it Crabtree? No. Crabtree wasn't drafted till 2000. I'll give you one more because it's fun. And it's going to be a give funny me, name when you get it. Can you give me AFC or NFC? AFC. AFC North. AFC. Braylon Edwards. No, that's a good one, though. It's Mark Clayton. Mark Clayton, wide receiver. Uh, yeah, that's a deep ball. Mark Clayton go to Oregon? Uh, he went to a Pac-12 school. I don't remember which one. Was he good? I, I don't know. If, this, I can't if even... Mark Clayton went to Oregon, man, that's a hell of a pull. Oklahoma. Mar- I don't even know who Mark Clayton is. Wide receiver. Drafted by the Ravens, I think. Yes, drafted by the Ravens. Yeah. Damn. Thought he played for Oregon. Oklahoma. Rip. Yeah. You know who? It's a, it's a fresh card. All right. Yeah, that's a, that's a good play. I, these opportunities exist on eBay, right? There's a lot of good things on auction been buying some myself on on ebay auction these opportunities exist out there not everything has ended at the best time not everything has the best title not everything has the clearest picture like there are opportunities out there we've talked about this before with our ebay searches in the past like this kind of thing exists it it really does yeah and there's also something to like the psychology of an auction versus a buy it now like it's yeah um i i know my winner my winner is uh the marvel packs for sure so I'll go first. Marvel packs for me. Oh, 
Ty, I'm going to let you go because I'm so torn. This is actually a really good week. Well, great, week. Four plays. Uh, right great week. Great week. Rifle me through. Rifle me through. Got the silver gold out of a $5. Still is a great pickup. You got the packs, negotiated those. You got the Rogers rookie. And then you got the last one was the Tyree Smacks deal. I'm going to go with Anderson Silva play. And the reason I'm going to go with the Anderson Silva play is because I love gold. Anderson Silva, legend, gold, $5 box, flip. Felt the funny feeling in his gut where it sells and you kind of wish you had more, you know, listed for more. So There's like lessons in success, which is a sneaky feeling. Uh, that's where I'm at. And shout out Canada. So I think this is actually a really sneaky week. There's some really good plays here. I love the buy an auction on eBay. Listed as a buy it now. I, I love that idea. I love buying a lot on Facebook, selling things different ways, right? A couple eBay auctions, eBay buy it nows, a Raz, a, a, all sorts of different things. Grade a few, sell a few. Love that. Uh, love the idea of finding a all-time guy at gold, right? Popular number, popular color in a, in a $5 box. Selling it for, you know, 80 bucks profit. Like, I love that. Um, but the, hey, curious mind, what is this? What could this be? Let me look at it. Okay, these are decent. I, I got to go with the Marvel play. Um, I think the Marvel play is, is I'm intrigued by it. We went to an antique mall not too long ago. Did this at an antique mall, right? Found some Legos that were priced at 30 that sold for 60. And I just, I think the opportunity is out there in all sorts of different cards and collectibles. Um, so getting curious when you're trying to go through something else and stumbling upon something like this and it just turning into something so big, making 1500 bucks on cheap packs and just flea market, not your average place to find cards. It's not a card show. It's not a card shop. It's not Facebook or Instagram. Um, so I would say, Alex, this is uh, this is my winner this week. So I'd go with the Marvel packs and I would lock that in as the winner. I like that. And it, my guys, Alex got a good position at the top. Like Jay said, he's got a good position at the top and uh, in the golf swing. Um, and he deserves it. I hope he goes low this weekend. It did say he was at a local flea market outside of Louisville. It, I just, I would love to know that he was in, Ohio, he lives in Ohio, maybe just travel there for a weekend. That would make this 50 times better. I'm sure that's not the case, but that would, that would just be a little, little, little cherry on we top. We need the data. Yeah, that we would need really the data hurt. badly. Could you imagine? No, I can't imagine. Lou would... Lou would be upset about it. That can't happen. So, I mean, if if Ohio wins a couple more times pre-national, post-national, Lou's going to ask Jason to ask everyone where they're from prior to... I thought we were already doing that. I thought that should be a requirement. (laughs) It definitely should not be. That's totally like an invasion of privacy. No. For sure. Louisville, Kentucky. We're chilling. We're chilling. So, all right. Shout out to everybody who submitted for Play of the Week. Again, if you guys want to submit Play of the Week, feel free to reach out to Card Talk Pod on IG or Twitter. I know Jason is always looking for new submissions. So, shout out to those of you that submitted this week. All right. Wrapping it up, we've got latest launch. So, talking about some of the stuff that comes out this week. Not a lot. It's a light week. You've got Stadium Club, Bundesliga Soccer. You've got Tops Sterling Baseball. Uh, you got Prism Draft Picks Collegiate H2. You got Gypsy Queen Baseball. And then I didn't realize this was supposed to come out this week. I thought this was next week, but it does say SP Authentic Golf is on there mm. for this week. I know Ty's locked in on that. Uh, got the PGA this weekend. 
major major tournament upcoming this weekend. See you, everybody. All right, see you guys next week. Peace. Peace, guys. See you. Bye. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.